Geek Freaks. I am Frank, and I'm with Jonathan. Hey, hey, yo. And uh, today we're going to be doing one of our top fives. I love these top fives. We haven't done them in a while. Yep. And uh, this one we're going over top five movie aliens. Yeah. We're also going to be discussing some Area 51 and what our plans are for this raid, mm-hmm. which I actually do have a good plan for it, but we'll see how that goes. I'm going to have to practice my Naruto running because I've never done that before. My but... favorite part mm-hmm. of all of this Area 51 stuff is watching news coverage trying to explain what Naruto running is. <laughs> that sounds hilarious. It's it's so great. And then there's just like, uh, it just looks like some sort of like school park yeah. with like 30 middle-aged white dudes Naruto running with their arms flailed yeah. back behind them. I imagine you see like like LARPers, you see a field of people, but yeah. they look like they're playing Angry Birds together kind of thing. Yes, they are the <laughs> angriest of birds. It's so freaking crazy. That's great. And it's just some like news reporter lady that's like, this is Naruto running yeah. from a Japanese animation. She's <laughs> like, got a hater life right then. Like, oh, yeah. do they not have any puppies being born for me to cover? <laughs> like, really? <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's getting the, the bottom of the barrel on that one. Yeah. But you have to cover it. That's what's nuts. It's, yeah. it's so big right now. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and talk about uh, Area 51 first. Let's break down what it actually is, military base and everything like that. Now, mm-hmm. what do you think of when you think of Area 51? A uh, secret undercover base that the government has out in the desert in Arizona or Nevada, something like that. Nevada. Where uh, they keep aliens and scientific experiments and all the stuff that we're not supposed to know about. First word was secret. Yeah. Right? That's kind of everybody aliens and stuff mm-hmm. like that so first of all it is just a military base we have three articles that i was doing my research from the best one guys is from popular mechanics i love that magazine mm-hmm. you ever read popular mechanics yep the freaking best uh so let's talk about the origin of the mystery now back we had that cold war with russia mm-hmm. united states and russia we are usa um and we wanted to create a spy plane it was something kind of a new idea being able to spy on your on your enemies without them knowing and so to do that, you need a plane that, that flew at levels that were unheard of before. Mm-hmm. Now, Up in like the stratosphere. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so we needed to build this airplane and we built it and it's called the U-2 spy mm. plane. Nice. One was actually shot down in Russia. Um, but to build this, we needed a, a military base. They were, they were looking for a military base that could be near a big city so they can get supplies, yet alone enough to not have any onlookers because they couldn't like... If you're openly building a spy plane, then Russia's like, okay, we'll look for that. Yeah. And we'll build that. <laughs> yeah. And and all uh, back then, all of America is worried that there's spies, Russian spies all among know, us in, embedded. Yeah. Yeah. In the country. So that, that's a very good point. I didn't even think about that part. But at the time, you couldn't trust your neighbors. Yeah. You know, everybody had that propaganda in their head. And what's nuts is when you hear, like, I've seen documentaries where they talk about in Russia, it was the same exact thing. Yeah. In Russia, they were worried about, like, the Americans are crazy. They're going to flip a switch and we're all going to be gone any second. Yeah. And it's like, the fears were here too. Why didn't we not just <laughs> communicate? It'd be great. Yeah. Uh, Communication is how we solve problems, guys. Let's do that. Anyway, so, so yeah, they found this this little base. They already had it set up in uh, Groom Lake is where it was at. And it was just basically an airport that they used during World War II. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, let's use this base. We'll go ahead and start putting our stuff there. And they start building this plane. And they start doing test flights. Well, that was in mid. That was in 1955. They started doing the test flight to this thing, mm-hmm. and when people started seeing it, they were like, "Well, that's not human made," <laughs> because what's nuts? It's crazy. So I'll give you the numbers here. The planes at the time flew at 10 to 20 thousand feet. Mm-hmm. Okay, this thing was flying at 60 thousand feet. Wow. So it was air fl- airplane pilots were like, "That's not us." Yeah, that can't be human. That's not the sky anymore. That looks like it's in space. Yeah, is what they're thinking. Modern airplanes fly at 50,000. So it was just above that. Yeah. And yeah, so you had this thing. They, of course, did a lot of flights at night because you're trying to limit your vision. You know, you're mm-hmm. trying to make sure that people don't see you and you're testing yourself. 
but you know, so there's a lot of little situations where it was like, mm, you know, uh, and so the repeated sightings of this plane and other planes, mm -hmm. because they're they're doing many others, um, created this like constant paranoia. Sp well, constant spottings. Oh, okay. You know, and then you had then you had the paranoia, and you had the surrounding areas that were like feeding on this. Yeah. So. We had the Roswell crash in the late 40s. Mm. They were, you know, everything was kind of speculative and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, well, then the Roswell crash brought over to the UFOs over to Area 51. That's where they have the aliens. And there were different little theories, little situations that happened. And they were all generally near southern Nevada where this is going down. Mm -hmm. So like, okay, well, they just bring it over to Area 51 and they're good. The actual name Area 51 came out of, they're not 100% sure it was in a CIA document about Vietnam War in the 70s. Mm -hmm. But they believe it was just like, a grid thing and it was like well area 15 is here that's near where area 51 is so let's just call that area 51 so it's like there's not a really good definition for where area 51 the name came from um but yeah originally it was this uh gunnery range uh for the army air corps pilots and it's funny that you know nobody expected it to be used so mm -hmm. it was kind of just there was no access to it except for one lone road now that road has a small shack on it and you don't go past that shack or you get shot you know yeah. they're pretty specific about this the, they actually made it to where the airspace above it, they, the pilots called the, the red square. Mm -hmm. The airspace above it is untouchable. Mm -hmm. You go into it, you're out. Yeah. And so there's even an episode of Archer that they do that. I don't even remember that episode. I don't remember that. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, the military nicknamed it Mil uh, um, Paradise Ranch. Mm -hmm. That's because it was out in the desert and so terrible that they were trying to like seduce <laughs> their, their uh, yeah. guys to switch over there. What's funny is Squeaks, member of the podcast, works for the Air Force. Uh, he was supposed to be on, guys, but uh, wife, brother-in-law, birthday stuff got in the way, so he's not able to be here. So we might give him a call later on. Um, but he's try now people try to get transferred over there, including Squeaks. He's trying to get transferred over there. They keep denying <laughs> just him. To, just to know what's there? Yeah, he wants to see what the heck's going on. Um, he's, he's trying to get on the inside. Uh, so, yeah, so he's trying to get over there. Anyway, so they keep going with the YouTube program. Eventually, they stop in the 60s, early, early 60s. And then they continue to try other things. One thing that they were doing, they were they actually captured a MiG, uh, actual Russian military plane. Yeah. Snuck it into Area 51 and were testing that plane out. Really? So they knew its maneuvers. They could know, they knew everything about it. Hmm. They were given given a lot of runs. We also developed the A12 over there, the Bird of Prey. Great name by the way. It's a Klingon ship. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> F117A, the Tactic Blue. And, uh, and yeah, in the seventies, we got the MIG. So we've constantly been testing other planes there and probably other flight machines that you wouldn't even consider a plane. Yeah. You know, uh, in September, 2017, they've been secreted this whole time in September, 2017. That's just a couple years ago. There was an air force Lieutenant Colonel who was killed mysteriously in unknown circumstances. They would not release what plane he was flying in because it's that crazy secretive. People speculate that either he was flying a foreign plane, like a Northern Korean plane, mm -hmm. just to kind of, again, like they do the Soviets, they won't even release information on that. Wow. So even to now, and, and what's crazy is we are getting a lot of information with the Freedom of Information Act that mm -hmm. came out because of 9-11. Uh, and so people are getting like tidbits and the stuff that is coming out is from that. Yeah. And so it's crazy. That, like uh, one of the big things was one guy was like looking up some older gentleman. I can't remember. It's somewhere in these. I got to find it. But. Uh, he wanted to find some small little thing over in Chicago, maybe. And they're like, yeah, the parts made at this Air Force Base. And that's where we got confirmation that Area 51 even really exists. Really? Like beforehand, it's just like, oh, don't worry about it. It's just a military base. But then they're like, no, it's a secret, secret uh, research center. It's because this guy was trying to find some random research in a whole other state. Um, 
according to Google Earth, it's constantly expanding. Mm-hmm. They're always adding things to it. They're always in production. Uh, a lot of the... Let's see what we got here. Oh, so uh, let's go ahead and go... And that was the a popular mechanics article. Mm-hmm. All of the articles that I read, easily the most informative one. Mm-hmm. They do take a stance of like... Because it's popular mechanics, of like, this is about planes. Yeah. yeah. Not trying to play into the whole UFO sci-fi thing. It's very plain and simple. Yeah. I gotcha. So in general, do you feel like human development or something more? I think it could easily just be human development. I've never seen anything personally that makes me believe in UFOs. I'm not going to you know, rule them out that there's such thing as aliens or, you know, there could be multiple dimensions. There's all kinds of possibilities out there, but I've never seen anything to prove any of that to me. So as far as I'm concerned, I have seen people overreact to millions of different things. Oh yeah. Thousands of different things. So it could easily be like you're saying that, you know, somebody saw a bird and thought, oh my God, that's UFO. Once they tell their friend, then that friend can't wait to make up a UFO story and share with everybody else because it gets the attention. So it's, yeah, that, that kind of speculism. Yeah. Some of the popular theories going on over there. Uh, thinking that we have something going on is that we're meeting or joint undertakings with extraterrestrials, mm-hmm. uh, the development of an exotic energy weapon for strategic defense initiative, SDI, uh, or other weapons programs, the development of weather control, the development of time travel or teleportation technology. So basically anything from Star Trek, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> the development of exotic pro- uh, propulsion systems related to the Aurora program, uh, activities related to a shadowy one world government. Now, first off, one world governments, that's like the classic conspiracy theory, theory stuff. Might yeah. as well throw in some Freemasons and sprinkle it with the Illuminati on this one. Um, I, you know, and, and we'll talk about Bob Lazar. I know that uh, Lazar, later on, he's this guy that kind of like broke this whole thing open. Mm-hmm. But that's one thing that I think is happening a lot of is the surrounding areas are all UFO crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, not UFO crazy. They're in a desert and they need a way to bring in tourism. It brings in money. Yeah, that's true. There's literally an alien themed um, brothel within a couple <laughs> miles. Yeah. Which kind of spooky. <laughs> like, why would you want to go to a brothel with alien themes? Yeah. You know? Um, that's it, true. Yeah. It'd be interesting. There's the alien in, or uh, what is it called? The all in, or whatever. It looks like alien. Yeah. Uh, there's different things like that. They, the the, the alien. Yeah, there it is. Alien. Uh, and, and so that there is a lot of money in perpetuating this thing Yeah. and it's good fun for a lot of people Yeah. now where you have a lot of difference. Like I would love to go here just mm-hmm. to enjoy the alien life and yeah. kind of like, Oh, I have a, an alien burger, you know, as a tourist. Yeah. Not like a sci-fi nut who's really heart set on finding an alien and bringing him home. There are people that are sitting on a desert right now with <laughs> binoculars and like, I'm going to see it. They're going <laughs> to accidentally open that door a little bit too wide yeah. and ET's going to catch it and close it for him. Yeah. Like, come on guys. Uh, so it's one of those things where I think that, you know, that's also helping the situation as everybody's feeding into it. Now in 89, there was a man named Bob Lazar. I keep mm-hmm. thinking laser or Lasser, but it's Lazar. Uh, he blew open this whole area 51 thing. Mm-hmm. He came out and said, Hey guys, I worked for, for, um, S4. I think it was, and it's the base right or it's a place right outside. It's like eight miles out of area 51. Mm-hmm. And he said like, I worked on this propulsion system. He has a documentary I watched. And when you're watching, you're like, man, I could either believe him or he's totally full of shit. <laughs> it's really hard. And what's really hard, even more so, is the documentary's done poorly. Oh, really? Yeah. So you're kind of like, this guy that's hosting is bad. They got, uh, oh, God, who's the one that's... 
Oh man, I can't remember his name. They have a terrible spokesman about that. But anyways, I'll get into it. I can't even think. Mickey Rourke is their voiceover guy. Oh yeah. Why would you get Mickey Rourke to voiceover anything? The guy who talks like, and then there's new one. Like that yeah. guy's not great at voice work, right? <laughs> he must have been on clearance. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> Fiverr. He'll go the whole, whole thing on Fiverr. He's on Fiverr. <laughs> <laughs> a shout out to Fiverr, man. They're, they're running our podcast for us. Right. Um, <laughs> new shirt coming next month. Uh, so yeah, uh, Bob Lazar, he opened up this whole thing. And he's saying that I worked on, I was deconstructing the propulsion system. Now, Bob, Bob Lazar is actually a very interesting person mm -hmm. because he, he had work here and there. Uh, but his after or his like after works activity was building jet cars. Wow. Which is a that's, freaking cool activity. I say, yeah. yeah. So he's a, he's a, like a physics engineer or something. Like he's got to be well-educated. He is. Well, that's the whole thing. Oh yeah. We'll get into that. <laughs> okay. So he, in his free time, he's building these jet cars and that's when he goes in for the interview, he says, like, this is all in his words, so I'm not going to try to like, you know, agree with him or not. But he's saying that they didn't care about my work, they cared about what I did after work. And they decided, because they wanted to know about, you know, how interested are you in propulsion and stuff like that. Yeah. And then they said, we're going to bring you into the, this S4, and you're going to deconstruct this new propulsion system, and it's from alien technology. Mm -hmm. And when he explains it, it kind of makes sense. So he says, instead of like, taking in fuel and then using that fuel to propose, propel yourself forward by shooting something behind you, yeah. which is how all fuel works basically now. Mm. What you're doing instead is this thing distorts the gravity in front of you, which the whole point of this whole new fuel and everything is that it distorts gravity. It makes a vacuum in front of you that pulls you forward. Exactly. Yeah. And he explains it like you put a bowling ball on a bed. That's like electron flow. Is it? Okay. Yeah. So electricity is the same way. Like one it goes to the path of least resistance. Yeah. So when one electron moves, the other one has to get pulled in behind yeah. it, just like pulling on a chain. Yeah. So it, it, yeah. And he explains it. And it's funny because the way he explains it is exactly how uh, I remember Einstein explained gravity in the past. I think it was Einstein. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, okay, you might be leaning on giants on this one, but he says, if you put a bowling ball in the middle of a bed and mm -hmm. then you press your hand on one side of the mattress, the bowling ball will roll towards your hand. So yeah. think of it that way is they're constantly putting the hand in front of the ship where they want to go and making it roll in that direction. Yeah. Uh, and then he actually, he so he does all the wrong things, this, this Bob Lasser. First, he goes on a local Vegas news station. <laughs> and he says, and he's like in a shadowy shadowy image, and he's like, I this is the truth. I have no reason to lie, blah, 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 blah. And the news organization's kind of like, okay, that's cool. Next up, Janice made the best pasta. You know, yeah. <laughs> some weird thing. Uh, but there are certain news guys that are like, this guy's telling the truth. And it seems like everybody, this is one thing that kind of gets me because it's like everybody that actually takes the time to know him, mm -hmm. agree with him 100%. Yeah, trust, like, trust everything he's saying. I think he's just one of those guys that conveys trustworthiness. Even yeah. when you were listening to him, you're like, that guy has no reason to lie to me. He's not like amazingly sadistic looking. He looks like your yeah. neighbor kind of thing. So that plays into his hand. Um, and so he goes on to this thing in the news kind of whatever, but the, the anchor that introduces him that guy keeps with him. He's mm -hmm. like, this guy's real, and he keeps following up on him. There's this other guy, uh, Knapp, this uh, George Knapp, who he kind of is a conspiracy theorist himself. Mm -hmm. He's constantly reporting on, on everything that Bob says. Um, and so we're going... Yeah, there's Mickey Rourke. <laughs> Finally got it on my nose. Uh, so he's going along and stuff like that, and then he does things, like he does all these interviews and stuff like that. He eventually gets busted for trying to help a, a group of prostitutes start a brothel which is all illegal at the time. Uh, and so it's kind of like, is he nuts? Or is he, even even George Knapp's like, you're ruining my career doing that. Yeah. So it's kind of like, he does these things that are kind of bad timing. I mean, it could have just been, he had a friend for a long time who was like, you know, I'm gonna start a business. Yeah. 
I'm being a prostitute and it's uh, not making enough money. So let me legitimize. But yes, yeah. But he's doing it in the midst of being famous for doing all these interviews. So like as soon as he releases the first time, his name gets up. When his first interview, he's in the dark. He's like, you you guys can't know my name. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, everybody knows his name. Um, And then he does that. And so he's going along. uh, And when you listen to George Knapp talk about it, he's like, yeah, he does a very Bob thing. And so you kind of feel like this guy just makes the wrong choices. Yeah. So I'm kind of, I'm not sure if that means it, would, would that make him a liar? Would that not? You know, uh, one of the things he's, he always admits to is he has no evidence. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I got a lot of details, but no way to prove it. Right. And so it's all based off his memories. Hmm. And so he's like, and it kind of bugs me because he sits there and he's like, well, yeah, I know there's so much information. I can't remember it all. So I, I can't write any of it down. So it's just too much information. So at one point he goes into, he actually goes to a hypnotist to try to help him with memory so he can mm. try to remember this all. That's, so that's hard because it's been proven time and time again that your mind is a terrible source of memory. Yeah. Your memories can lie to you all the time. The fact that we actually use witnesses in testimony a lot of times nowadays is actually insane. Yeah. Usually you have one side, the defendant's trying to use witnesses or the or either side, and then the other side trying to prove that witnesses are no good anymore. Yeah. Like you have both sides. That's what's going on anymore, of course. That's, but. that's why at the scene of a crime, the officer has to go person to person and take a statement then and there because afterwards, Lord knows what you're going to change your and memories needs, to. Yeah, and it needs as many as possible so they can get a group's consensus Yeah. because one person can have false memories Without yeah. even knowing it. Immediately, yeah. It's crazy. So he goes into hypnotism. And so, again, that kind of leads to the side of, like, is this guy full of it? Yeah. But while he's in this session, as he's talking to the guy, they keep he keeps going back and forth with the guy. And they're writing up the plans that he had seen on how propulsion works. Hmm. And these plans, I'm telling you, man. They seem pretty legit. They seem kind of legit. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you had this one fuel cell that he's talking about, you'd be like, yeah, everything else is mechanically possible. Yeah. I could see us making this thing, except for we need that one fuel cell. Yeah. But it's like, damn, this is kind of legit. So let me explain it to you guys. The fuel cell, first I'll explain this. It's the gravity fuel cell thing. I put in air quotes, although nobody, we're not quoting anybody. And he says, the thing that's kind of BS on it is, he says it has to be made a certain way. You have to take a cylinder. Uh-huh. It's actually stacks of discs. And I, I forget what the material it is. It's, oh, it's element 115. It's a whole other thing. <laughs> he... Not, not only do they have this element 115, which is apparently not from Earth, uh-huh. he might have it. Every time he mentions he has it, apparently the FBI raids him. Yeah. And so they're like, he he is getting raided by the FBI. The FBI is like, no, it's because you nowadays handle elements and you've been selling them to bad people. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like all kinds of weird stuff around this guy. Anyway, so you have the cylinder of this crazy stack disc. So I think it's element 50, 115. And then you have to shave it down with a lathe down to a cone. Mm-hmm. And then you take that cone and you slice it into triangles. And one triangle is your fuel cell. Yeah, it's really weird. I know that it's, look you just gave me. Yeah. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> you then, okay, so then you have that as running everything. Uh-huh. But if you're, okay, now let's talk about the part that looks pretty legit. The flying saucers is what this is all based around. You got to think, okay, so everybody think of a flying saucer. On top, you have three inputs, and then in the center, you have a reactor. It's a little box on top. It's pretty small. Mm-hmm. Now, the three inputs on top are your intake, mm-hmm. okay, for your whatever, gravity, I guess, because that's what everything's around the gravity on this thing, intakes. And then on that bottom, you have three pivoting uh, cylinders, I guess, that are your exhaust, your output. And they can be sh- shaved, uh, turn, spun, and... In 360 degrees, they can point in any direction. Yeah. So if you need to go this way or that way, you just point all three in that direction. You can stabilize yourself with it. You can land with those. Yeah. Everything. 
Which is pretty basic. You could do a jet engine that way. But so yeah, that's the same stuff that we've been doing. Right. Draw in from one side, push out the other side. And then one thing he says, it was like, that's a good move on your part, whether you're lying or telling the truth. He says, movies have it all wrong. Spaceships don't, or saucers don't fly flat. They actually turn on one side and fly forward. Mm -hmm. And so they'll, they'll, and they get pulled by those things. That's why I'm actually getting it opposite. Mm -hmm. That's where I think the bottom, anyway, attracts. So it's hard with him because you're not sure what part he's talking about. Yeah. But it goes on its side and then it uses the three things to like tunnel into what direction it wants to go and goes. Oh, okay. And so they don't go flat, which I think. They fly like a drone. Leans forward to go forward and leans back to go back. Yeah, except for if it's going, if it's, I think if it's going for great distances, it actually goes on its side and then puts all its proportion, uh, you know, propellant on one side. Yeah. So I think. I think that was just a good storytelling move on his part yeah. of like, oh yeah, the movie's got it wrong. Because otherwise you would just say like, yeah, the movie's got it right. They must have gotten some sneak into there too. But no, he's like, I know more than Steven Spielberg. Spielberg yeah. yeah. Okay. So, you know. Uh, but in general, as you're watching this guy, you're kind of like, he doesn't have any reason to lie. There's a lot of times, there's one point where they're like, let me hide your phone so we don't have, they can't hear his talk. And then yeah. the FBI still raids him. Um, I I don't know if I suggest watching this because it's kind of a bad documentary. Yeah. But you guys should at least research Bob um, Lazar. Uh, his propulsion is the only thing I found like, damn, that's pretty clean. The host of the documentary, though, like he's talking to Bob's mom and he's talking to Bob and he'll drop profanity mm-hmm. or he'll be very unprofessional. A good portion of the documentary, he calls up uh, George George Knapp, the, the guy who's been working with him this whole time. And they're having a conversation over the phone like a regular interview. Mm-hmm. And it's like, for a good portion of this, like, you probably should have got him in a room. Yeah. You know? We don't want to watch you talking on the phone for, you know, an hour interview. And even that doesn't line up right. That The audio editing is wrong because they're having a, a sturdy conversation the whole way through. And then you're seeing, like, different time lapses of the guy walking around with the phone up to his face. So you're like, okay, then you're either cutting that guy's conversation up in pieces or you're just throwing some dude's voice over this and you're not actually walking around your house playing with your dog and stuff. Yeah. So it's, I think Bob, if he's telling the truth, deserves a better documentary than what he got. Yeah. And if he's full of shit, this is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you guys should definitely check him out. It's pretty interesting. One thing I thought was kind of, I don't know if it's cool or not, but there was this uh, bone, um, God, bone scanner. Like, you know how you like put your hand on a thing to ID you? Yeah. What it was is you'd put your hand on it, it would measure the length of your bones, which only is certain uh, length for each person, yeah. you know, depending on your development. And that's how they would ID who you are to get in. He was saying, like, these things exist. And then, like, just a few years ago, it has proven that those do exist. So it was like... But oh. is that something we don't have? We have that. We have that now. Yeah. But he was saying it existed back in 89. And it you, just now came out that we have those. You remember the movie The Pursuit of Happiness? I didn't ever see that. What, with Will Smith? No, I know. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, sorry, guys. We'll have to come back. Frank's got to watch now. <laughs> uh, no, it's such a good movie where Will Smith is going around trying to sell this this scientific or this uh, medical device. It's a bone density scanner. It's a Are you hi- serious? A high-density bone scanner is what it was. So the, all the doctor's office already had bone scanners, but this one d- does a more high-density you know, resolution or whatever to find fractures oh, and whatnot okay. better. So back in the 70s or 80s when he was trying to peddle that, they had <laughs> the, they had the basic technology. Maybe it wasn't refined enough to, you know, be programmed to measure I your see fingers. That. Now but... i got to watch it. After watching this, I have to see. I know. Where his, his struggles. But it was funny because you've got Bob sitting on the couch with the pictures that they had gotten from like inside air. If you do one of these things. Yeah. And he's like, it's so funny. I never thought I'd see these pictures again and stuff like that. That's crazy. And like telling the guy, like, it's amazing you got these. But it, like, Bob, you could have said that about any picture. I could yeah. show you a Teletubby. And you're like, this is them. This is yeah. the aliens. Right. And then like 
and then they constantly are showing footage of young Bob. We're almost done with Bob, but he started <laughs> all this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They keep showing uh, footage of younger Bob, and Bob will tell you a story that is way more elaborate. Example yeah. is the alien one. He says he walked past a room and had the like the gl- the, the glass in the doors with the the, the wire and wiring, the glass. Yeah. yeah, and he saw the guys talking to a short person, and he described basically an alien. Yeah, and then he went on. And but in the future, like nowadays, Bob says, like, that was a doll, I'm sure. It, there's no way it was an alien, yada, yada, yada. So it's kind of like the younger version was a little bit more upstart. And then as Bob ages up and you can look at it two different ways, as Bob ages up, he's realizing, like, I either need to make this more realistic and kind of cut some of the bullshit stuff up a little bit. Yeah. Or maybe I just didn't see what I thought I saw. Maybe I was too naive at the time. Exactly. So yeah. either Bob's maturing or he's getting smarter about his, his story. Yeah. You know, <laughs> anyway, so. That's, That's he's the one that kind of really thought started the whole alien thing. Yeah. Like I broke it out. Area 51 conspiracy stuff. Right. Because there's always like UFO stuff. But then uh, he's like, he's the one that brought, like since the 55, there was the UFO sightings. And then late 40s, we had the Roswell thing that they said was brought over there. But then Bob came out with this stuff. And then it was like, we got to see what these aliens are about. And that was in 89. Um, and then this documentary came out in 2018. So mm-hmm. again, it kind of fired the fuel. Now, let's get to this raid that's going to be happening September 20th, according to the Facebook group, mm. there's a Facebook event started up uh, and it's it's called Let's Storm Area 51. They can't stop us all, which, yes, they can. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just they, get down to that. They can stop. I mean, if the Russians said they want to find what's in Area 51, our government would stop them. Yeah. Not that our government's great. And I, I would love to believe that there's cool aliens in there and amazing futuristic technology that we don't have. But realistically, I don't think our government could do anything like that. I mean, you see our I mean, government yeah. just juggling our taxes is overwhelming for them. Yeah, God, you know how long it takes to get your taxes returns back? I mean, come yeah, on now. They, I don't think they're capable of the stuff that we, we wish they were. We can't handle elections, let alone alien technology. Exactly. So, um, this is all this information is from the Times. Uh, Jasmine Aguilar uh, from the Times, she wrote an article on July 17th this year. Oh, it's amazing. When you write it up Area 51, there are no articles below July anymore. Like, everything July uh, 29th, because of Area 51. It all changed, stuff, yeah. Everybody's writing new articles on this stuff, so that's, it's really interesting. That's the funny. one for Popular Mechanics was originally in 2017. They republished it yeah. this month. Wow. Yeah, so everybody's going hype on this. Um, but yeah, according to uh, Jasmine here, the creator of the Facebook event is Jackson Barnes, who feels like he stepped in it. Oh, it's, I bet. It's so funny. Yeah. Okay, so she keeps referring to it as the joke event. Uh-huh. Like, oh yeah, blah, 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 this joke event, yada, yada, yada. Uh, she he details the uh, in the in the Facebook event they detail the plan as involving mar- monster energy drinks. Everybody's got to get their monster on. Okay, <laughs> they're gonna be bringing out their Kyles, which is and, and it's funny watching Times try to explain internet stuff. You had a magazine trying to explain the internet. So uh, Kyles and then in parentheses the internet name for white men and boys who have anger issues and punch drywall in parentheses <laughs> and Naruto running inspired by Japanese anime show. Like you guys don't know what things it's are. It's pretty vague, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and then rock throwers will, will throw pebbles at the inevitable resistance. We don't want to hurt them. We just want to annoy them enough to stop shooting so many Kyles. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. yeah. So that's the idea is they're going to be throwing a bunch of Kyles at this and then Naruto running in past the bullet. The idea of the Naruto, runner, Naruto running is to beat the bullets. Yeah. Because so too fast for the bullets. Exactly. Of course. You just beat past, go right past the bullets. That's why everybody's practicing right now. Uh, so far, 1.5 million people have signed on for the raid. Oh, my God. I didn't realize it was so big. <laughs> I thought I was, I was talking to my wife about the other day. I thought it was like oh, 60,000 or 70,000. 1.5 million. Oh my God. Yeah, it was 1.4 like a, a week ago. 1.5 right now. I wonder 1. how 1.9 have been 
commun or been talking back and forth about it. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll, I can't wait to find out how many people actually are setting foot in whatever encampment they make outside of the place or whatever. Like how many people show up at the front door? Yeah. Trying to get in at least. Yeah. Well, a lot of people give me a shot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even Lil Nas, who made Old, Old Town Road, who's remixed his song so many times, it's unreal. Have you listened to Old Town Road yet? Yeah. Okay. I'm just making sure. It was, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sure everybody has. Anyways, he even remade a music video where it's the Cowboys invading alien or get Area 51 to get the aliens out. Yeah. So it's, everybody's on board with this. He's really like trying to always make money. So I'm not surprised on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a spokesman for the Air Force came out. This is uh, Laura McAndrews, who's always been. She's like the one that everybody's talking to. She's, she made a post. Uh, she talked to the Washington Post saying any attempt to illegally access the area is highly discouraged. Um, she didn't say Area 51, but anyways. Is an open training range for the U.S. Air Force, and we would discourage anyone from trying to come uh, come into the area where we train American Air Forces, armed forces. The U.S. Air Force always stands ready to protect America and its assets. Mm-hmm. It means we have turrets. <laughs> she didn't say that part, but I mean, that's what I'm getting. Always ready, no matter <laughs> yeah. how you try to get in. So we have this. Now, the idea is that they're going to storm it, and they even say, like, to get them aliens. Like, they want to actually get them aliens. Now... Say you were there and you stormed Area 51. Yeah. What kind of, I want to know, what kind of technology would you want to see in there? Depends. What path did I take? How did I get there? Well, okay. So you're not a Kyle or a Naruto runner. You're part of the other group, the smart one. Yeah. The sneaky ones that are on top while the Kyle's getting shot. Okay, good. I like that. Stealth. Poor Kyle's. Uh, So what was the question? What kind of technology do you want to see in there? What do you think that they're making? What would you want to see in there? I want to see a new energy source. Energy source. Okay. What, What kind? Like not using coal or the sun or any of the BS we got now, but like uh, Avengers uh, weapons that they make out of the, out of the, what do you call it? Tesseract? Yeah. Something like that. A new vibranium in there? Something. Yeah. A new kind of energy that you, that will, because that's the first step to a whole world of new technology is a different energy source. Once we get that figured out, it's not using electricity, then we be, you know, we can develop all kinds of other stuff. Yeah. That'd be cool. I don't know. One of the ideas that might be going on in there is weather control. Yeah. Now, they said that the Roswell thing was a weather balloon. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think they actually are trying to do weather control in there. It would explain why they're trying to go so high. Maybe to we've had things before where we do cloud seeding. So I, I wonder if that's what they're trying to do. They want to keep that secret because that could also be an insane weapon. Yeah. If we could create hurricanes but in is, a place we're fighting. Is that such a... Like, I don't see how that really helps anybody. The most useless X-Men is Storm. Why would you want weather control? Not, there's Jubilee out there. You can't say storms. Uh, hello, 4th of July. Once a year, Jubilee <laughs> is the hero. Guess who's not having to buy those expensive four fireworks? Right? <laughs> she lights that shit up. <laughs> Jubilee. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. It just seems like weather control wouldn't be everyone's top priority. Yeah, there's hurricanes and storms and stuff. And obviously our government can't stop it because people are dying in the you know Midwest and whatnot when hurricanes come through. Yeah, you can fight droughts, you can fight fires with weather control. There's a lot of reasons for it. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like a humanitarian thing, but not quite a government development thing. Like, we would be trying to make... I mean, that's, that's I guess, where it goes is we would be trying to make it as a weapon. It's go bring, a, you know, raining fire on another country or something like that. That's, what I, that's why I think we're trying to keep it secret. If we are making weather control, otherwise we'd broadcast it out yeah i think we're trying to keep it secret because it could also be used to turn on hurricanes and tornadoes in you know iraq yeah. or something like that i think i think it's not only should we but i think it's a good idea to whatever kind of abstract technology or whatever we're developing to keep it secret keep yeah. it low-key 
we don't want our people, let alone other people from other countries, learning of a technology that we're just not ready for, that we can't comprehend, can't control. Imagine if the internet came out 50 years earlier before we had phone or before we had, yeah, the regular phone system to communicate. And we were getting to know other countries that we had no communication with before and all of a sudden exploded into full communication of the internet. Yeah. I know it built off the phone system, but yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, even the phone stuff, it, it kind of came out of nowhere for yeah. us. So I mean, it could have been developed over there, stuff like that. So you never yeah. know what's really being developed over there. Yeah. Um, all right. So what we're going to do right now, we're going to call Squeaks. Okay. He's our airman. Nice. And we're going to bug him and see what he knows about the inside. I like it. I hope he's pooping. He's probably pooping. Yeah. Or cool. at least getting ready for a birthday party. Let's oh. call him right now. We got him on speaker, guys. We're going to put this guy... On the spot. Hey, you're you're on the podcast right now. Oh wow. Okay. 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 We want to know the truth. What's in Area 51? Yep. Oh man. You want the? Okay, I'll give you the uh, the unclassified truth. <laughs> okay. No, I don't know. First thing. <laughs> <laughs> no. Right now, everyone's just making jokes about it, and I think it's too far away from anyone to worry about anything right now. Um. So no one's really talking anything about the situation. So at the Air Force, you don't live, you don't obviously work in that region. You work in Northern California, but what is the vibe at the Air Force bases right now? You guys are just like, oh, it's just a joke, or are you guys yeah, actually having to worry about it? No, we're actually just making jokes about it right now. <laughs> Until obviously, I think I think it was actually serious. And time goes down, we won't really too we won't worry too much about it. Uh, obviously, I can't speak for Nevada uh, where it's at. Right. But um, I don't think we'll really um, do anything about it. I don't think if they're going to send troops over there, that would just be probably from local bases around that area as well. Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of far ahead still to even get serious about it. But the thing is, like, okay, a million people signed up for it now. So I don't know. People don't do anything risk-taking, a life risk-taking, whatever you want to call it. Um, so we're just going to see a bunch of people run into their, run into area 51 and get gunned down that we're going to watch on the news. And then we're going to freak out about people that signed up to commit suicide. What's it going on? <laughs> it's at 1.5 million right now. So that's, it's quite a few people Holy running into it. <laughs> Damn. Maybe, maybe they can't stop them all. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> all right. So say we get in there, what kind of technology do you think they're working on and that we're going to be able to get? Um, just I your prediction. My prediction is, uh, uh, I would say space or not spacecraft, sorry, but like flying planes that we've probably never seen before. Okay. Um, with like way far advanced technology. And then I brought it up before, I think there is something that could possibly be, I think down the road when science can catch up to it is like a, a force field around our, you know, our, um, Military That's planes and ships and whatnot. That's a game changer if we can make force. And yeah, I know. I know it sounds, you know, obviously something that's only in movies and video games and whatnot. But I think there's something over there that, uh, um, like I said before, can make its own gravity around uh, objects. Okay. Uh, now, have you looked? I know you watched a documentary on Netflix. Was it the Bob Lazar one? Yeah, Bob Lazar. Is he full of shit or is he telling the truth? What do you think? I don't know. No, uh, yeah, uh, I know, right? <laughs> he sounds, it's kind of hard because all these people are full of shit, but he sounds more logical about it. He's, and he doesn't care if you don't believe him. That's the thing, too. He's not trying yeah. to push it down on people. And one thing that really got me 
is that he um, found or he tells people that he's done all the stuff, went to school where, where he's worked for so many years, but there's no records on where he worked at. So yeah. then after I forgot to mention that. Yeah, people are saying if people are saying, uh, "Hey, you don't have proof that you work here." Okay, well, where's the proof that he he just got hired right out of high school? Like, there's nothing like in life at all about him. Yeah, yeah, so, that's a good point. Wrong. And they end up like yeah. when they actually research it, like the journalists, they find like, yeah, he's in this yearbook or so, like random things, like a news article and stuff like that. He's in shows he's <clears> at that college, but the colleges all their records have been expunged. Like, there's nothing there. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah. it's weird. Yeah. So he's just been hiding for all these years that he's been alive. Like, come on, there's gotta be something on. There's something on everyone. Yeah. So, um, Unless it's been erased. But yeah, that or just uh, over there, there's gotta be there's gotta be some insane technology over there that we're scared to leak out to other countries. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan's thinking it's propulsion system, and I'm thinking that it's weather control. Ooh, weather control. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Geostorm. Just storms all over the world. <laughs> Fuck the climate change. We make our own. <laughs> all, right. all right, Squeaks. Well, we appreciate you you, you getting on the phone with us. Yeah, yeah, no worries. All right, all take right, it, take it, take it easy. I forgot to ask him if he was pooping. Oh, <laughs> there was an echo. He's yeah. pooping. Okay. All right. So, uh, and I forgot what to ask what his favorite alien is. So, oh man. All right. We're going to go on from here. We're going to go over our top alien, top five aliens. We're getting into that half of this. we got a good sense of Area 51. When you go over your favorite aliens, it could be funny aliens, scary aliens, whatever you want. you got to describe what it is. Uh, but you also, I want to see what it would be like if you got into Area 51 and you saw this alien. Like, what do you think that would mean for us? Okay. Let's mm. kind of think that too. Okay. Before we get started, yep. is the Xenomorph or the Aliens alien on your list? No. It's not on mine either, and the internet now hates us. Yeah. So we should just talk about it first and explain That's what it what is. That's what I'm thinking. So my highest honorable mention mm-hmm. goes to the Xenomorph, or everybody calls her the Alien Queen. Mm-hmm. We've asked our Twitter friends. They've, we've got a lot of responses from them. Easily the winner is the Xenomorph. Yeah. Now, this alien is awesome. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. Yeah. It has like this a parasite effect where like it face grabs you mm-hmm. i guess the most general way to say that it shoots a face hugger at you right yeah you yeah. get the face hugger on you then implants a baby mm-hmm. and then boom burst the out the chest chest burster and then that runs off in a terrible puppetry and then <laughs> later on it grows up to be this like awesome looking i'll, I'll, I'll admit like insectoid almost yeah it like has like ex- a mouth exoskeleton that's good alien. Yeah. yeah yeah so it is a cool alien yeah it's not one of my favorites yeah. but it is a cool alien what do you think about that alien? So I've never watched the alien movies. So mm. all I've seen is like the snippets and stuff, and like that looks like a weird bug kind of thing. But it's big enough to be uh, referenced, referenced in like Family Guy, everything. I yeah, know it's a Family it, Guy a few times, but yeah, it just doesn't seem like I, I don't know. I haven't seen the movies, of course. It doesn't seem like an uh, intellectual creature either. It just seems like a, a well. Z- so mine aren't necessarily intellectual, but yeah. It doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like it would have its own spaceships and technology to travel like yeah some and if, aliens. Of course, I think Alien versus Predator universe doesn't matter, doesn't count. Yeah. But in that one, they're actually like what created by the predators as something yeah, to hunt to be prey. Yeah, yeah. So there's that, <clears throat> but you know, I, that's kind of this weird thing because there was a hint in one of the Predator movies. They had like all these skulls on the wall of like things they hunted, and one of them happened to be an alien skull, just like a little Easter egg. Yeah. And then everybody's like, "That means in the same universe." And so then they made this whole yeah, video games and movies together. off of it. Yeah, 
So it's kind of one of those things that's like never meant to be together. Uh, I think one of the things that makes the Xenomorph so amazing is the directing. Because mm-hmm. like Ridley Scott, who did the first movie, nailed it. That was such a good horror film. Uh, I was talking to you about this. Is they the first time you see the alien when it's in full alien form, mm-hmm. uh, it, it like it hang up in these chains, and then when the guy turns around, uh, it slowly comes down, and then it's right behind him, and then it does the like attack with its mouth on the guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing. It's really really cool. Uh, and I one thing I love is production information. I like to know how the production was done. One of the coolest things, guys, if you guys didn't know this, the bursting out of the chest scene, one of the most famous scenes in that whole movie. The cast didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> so the guy goes That's over and then he's laying there and he's, you know, and at one point, of course, they cut in and it's just the guy's laying there like kind of like, oh, I'm dying. And then boom, it bursts out of his chest. That reaction was all authentic. People yeah. being scared. The fear in their eyes was like, what the fuck is it? Like yeah. they were all actually scared because they did not know that was going to happen. <laughs> going to flee the set. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there was so much interesting stuff out there about, about the filming of Alien. Um, they they dressed up one of the dogs as an example. And so they had like this little terrier with an alien head on top of it. <laughs> it's some great stuff. Um, so check that out. But while not my top five, I want to make sure we stopped and gave good props to Xenomorph because yeah. it's huge on everybody else's. We'll read their Twitter, Twitter ones later on and they, they're out there. So, Jonathan, hit me with your number five. Uh, my number five... Um, it's so for me, they're, they're all so different and they're not, yeah, you know, it's hard to rank them. I'm one and two are like tied. Yeah. So, so yeah, either way, my number five is going to be uh Lilo from Lilo and stitch. Yeah. You mean stitch? I'm sorry. Stitch. <laughs> Lilo and stitch. That's what, what do you say about Hawaiians, bro? <laughs> right? Um, yeah, I just wrote Lilo and stitch. I was like, Oh wait. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. He's a cool little alien and he like yeah. comes and lives with Lilo and they're actually, he's like brilliant. And That's a stealth awesome people. alien movie because yeah. That ship he's from has a bunch of cultures on it, like a bunch of different aliens on yeah. it. And he's an experiment, right? Yeah. I liked the TV show better than the actual movies. Have mm-hmm. you, you, ever, you never watched the TV oh, show? Oh, yeah. It's more about those two other aliens. Yeah. And about all the other species. That's right. And they, they like, kept, keep getting loose. Yeah. And he has to help catch them or something. Am I catching them? Yeah. Because right? okay. when, when those little beads that they were saved in or whatever uh, touch water, they develop into that alien. Yeah. And so I think, I don't remember if it was the bad guy or what, but somehow they all got released. And so throughout the island, Stitch has to go around, Lilo and Stitch have to go around and find these different aliens. And some of them are causing problems. Some of them aren't, but they help them find a positive purpose in the world. I forgot about that show. That was a pretty good show. Yeah. I remember the other odd alien that worked with gone to, I think was the bad guy who his, his only ability is making sandwiches. (laughs) <laughs> little yellow guy yeah that's a, that's a good ability though i need I that like around it. me yeah. at all times all right what's your number five all right my number five is the pawns from district nine yeah those are pretty good yeah pretty creepy it, now if it's on your list somewhere else let no. me know okay you go ahead and stop me okay uh district nine came out in 2019 and uh it's based off the book alive in jo- uh, joburg um in the jo- book they're called is it joburg or johannesburg no i know it seems like it should be johannesburg it's called joburg in the, on the book but oh, okay. yeah johannesburg because it's southern africa yeah uh, south africa um they're called Polikwa in the book um i like them because they're super realistic in the fact mm-hmm. that this is what i think realistically what would happen if we had contact with aliens yeah we would put them we would unfortunately, alienate them. <laughs> we would yeah we'd probably put them in a camp we yeah. study them we take the technology as much as we can yeah our first reaction would probably be to attack because we don't know what they are which is unfortunate yeah. but I like how there's like no apparent reason that they're on Earth. They yeah. just kind of like got stuck here. Yeah. And and then yeah, they're like slumming it, and then we get to see like their culture meld with our culture and how we treat them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's a sad look at how we would treat how we would treat them. Uh, they did have energy weapons. They mostly ate meat, and they didn't like cook it. They just like rawr, ate yeah. raw meat. Yeah. Um, and then 
they had the ability to convert humans to them with that like spray or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then th- that's the whole point of District Nine is watching this one guy turn into an alien and and befriend an alien mm-hmm. in the process. That movie is so awesome. Yeah. Uh, he also did. I can't remember all the movies he did, but Elysium. It's like nobody watched Elysium. I don't think I watched Elysium. I went to theaters to see that, and I was like, I wish more people were talking about this. Mm-hmm. If I had a podcast at the time, I would have done an episode about it. Um, Matt Damon is like a uh, uh, all the rich people move to like a floating space craft up in the sky. Oh, and Matt he gets Damon that was a break suit? on too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that looks so good. I don't know why I haven't seen that. It's okay. Look, it's not great. They also did Chappie. Looks, it's not great, yeah, but it's I like, like Chappie, but in my opinion, way better. I really like Chappie too. <laughs> so I, I think I right. like this even better. I'll have to watch it. Maybe we'll record an episode about it. At some it's point. just a good action movie. Like it's from mm-hmm. the '90s. Yeah. So it's really really cool. Nice Bruce Willis and everything. Yeah, Matt Damon actually is an action hero. I mean, I know, born, but. <laughs> Uh, he's really cool in this, so check nice. that out. All right, what do we got for number four over there? Uh, my number four is the, I think they called them the Hunters, but the ones from uh, Independence Day. Hunters or Harvesters? Maybe the Harvesters. Maybe Harvesters. But yeah, the aliens from Independence Day. They were cool, yeah. Yeah, I like how, I mean, they have actual, like, pretty darn sophisticated technology and whatnot. Yeah. Awesome ships. They live in their, or at least fight in their exoskeletons, so that's yeah. kind of cool. And then that scene where the one attacks the scientist in the I Area 51 lab. I love that scene. Yeah. He comes out with the tentacles and he uses the telepathy to like pretty much kill the guy, almost kill the guy, and then speaks through him with the tentacles. It it's cool because in that scene, the tentacles like holding around his throat and you can tell yeah. it's like manipulating his throat to, yeah. to the talking Moving form. his vocal cords. Yeah. Yeah. That lab, by the way, Area 51. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a really cool movie. The A really cool alien. I liked how as advanced as they were... It was a 90s computer virus yeah. that took them down. Very basic. <laughs> Which was like, they must be like, Bacheless, CDOS run, yeah. <laughs> virus for alien type <laughs> thing. Um, but yeah, really cool alien. They had a cool uh, attack. Uh, the visuals of their ships was amazing. Like mm-hmm. the way it entered our atmosphere, they were so massive that yeah. it changed the climate as it came in. Yeah. Uh, they're that's, they're and that's awesome. the kind of stuff we just don't think about. I, I never thought about that. Like yeah. how... Yeah, how massive the ship could actually... I mean, they were the size of a city. They would pretty much and that's cover the, the whole city. That was their function to them. They were yeah. living on those ships, and that's what they were doing. Yeah. Uh, it makes sense for travel like that. And then what was really cool is they... Much like how we have our carriers, the big ships weren't necessarily for the fighting. They would destroy landmarks and stuff. Yeah. But they would send out the little fighters from the big ship, yeah. which is how we handle military ourselves. Yeah. When we do an invasion, we bring carriers, then go from there. Yeah. Uh, so it makes sense. A lot about them makes sense. Yeah. They set up like satellite points and stuff like that. That's a good choice. Mm-hmm. It's not on my list, but that's a dang good choice. And their biggest strength was their defense with their energy shields on everything. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That, I mean, was... they, they had energy weapons. They advanced ships that can fly faster and better than ours. But if they didn't have, once their shields came down, they got destroyed. So having their shields yeah. was uh, their key to success. I think. Now, say you get, your your name's Kyle Lawrence and you get through that gate at <sighs> Area 51 and you see... I, did these. I had to do a couple karate chops to make my way in. Of course. And luckily, you're Naruto running, so you got past all the bullets. Yeah. You're in. You see one of these. Are you excited to see it? Are mm. you like, kill it, kill it now? Mm. What technology do you want of theirs? I kind of want to release it so it can be known by everybody. And it'll go out and attack and probably kill a lot of people. Uh, maybe get taken back home. Or, you know, make its way into a village or city somewhere where the military gets there and kills it. But uh, yeah, I think I'd release it. I'd release it, but you know, hide behind the door real quick. You prop the door open. Go ahead, buddy. Go, go, go. Don't look at me. Yeah. Yeah, let him out. The problem with the heavy, like, invading force version, like that one wants to invade, mm-hmm. I'm afraid it's going to phone home. And I'm like, yeah. you don't need to do that. I mean, how much longer do we got anyways? It'd be, it'd be an interesting way <laughs> to go We might as well see the aliens. It'd be, it'd be a memorable <laughs> way to die. <laughs> 
All right, so John's gonna release it. What kind of technology of theirs do you want? Like, if you could pick mm. one piece of their technology, they have a different energy source than we do. So yeah, that all their technology, I'm sure, is based off of those that. ships. Were awesome. I love yeah. the little fighter ships. They were freaking cool. So yeah, mm. well, and their biotechnology, their their bio suits are all you know controlled by their nervous system. That's true. Yeah, system. yeah. They actually their mech suits were biological mech suits. You don't yeah. see that much in outside of Star Trek. You don't see that much in uh, sci-fi. Yeah. So that's pretty that's cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. All right, my number four is, this is going to be a hard one, okay? Uh-huh. Diva Plavaguna, which is the name of one person. Oh, I know. From Fifth Element. Holy sh... How do you know? Because <laughs> I was doing research earlier. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm like, <laughs> this is dude. But she's the opera chick that's uh, yeah. all blue with long tentacle hair. I just thought you were like a Fifth huge Element. Fifth Element fan and I didn't know about <laughs> I've this. Seen, I've seen it tw- like two or three times. But... I, I really like this movie. Um, <laughs> came out in 97. Uh there's no species name for her. Yeah. She's blue. She's really tall, tentacle eared, or like neck, head, whatever. She looks similar to one of the species from Star Wars, though, right? What are those ones with the blue I tentacles? I know. I don't know them, but I play them often in Old Republic. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, she looks kind of like those people. Uh, she might be possibly psychic because mm-hmm. she does predict like what people position. Like she knows things before people are said. Yeah. So she might be psychic. The key thing is that she has two voices. So when she's singing and she can go high, low, she can do everything that we can't do. And she's an entertainer. She's also entrusted by, oh, I have their name down, the Mondo Shawans mm-hmm. with the stones, which is the whole fifth element that things about. The four elements, she has the stones for those. Yeah. Um, and so it shows like how high status she is, plus she's a performer. Why do they trust her? She's just an entertainer, right? I think it's because she's like most trustworthy. Oh. Okay. Yeah, she's, it's like if, if, it's like if Lady Gaga was also like, Lady, um, uh, you know, the Pope. Yeah. (laughs) So you have like the best person all around. Uh, The reason I really, I'm always liking her is because she's on this like uh, cruise ship in space and she's the entertainment, but she's also like, holy cow, we got diva and she's so amazing. And what's cool is like, I like the idea of we found aliens and we weren't jerks with them. We weren't at war with them. Mm. We were like, you guys have cool abilities. You want to like do a concert? Yeah. Like that'd be cool. And (laughs) then like, we would do concerts for them, maybe. Yeah. It'd be kind of cool. This is a lot more Star Trek than... Right. It reminds me of Star Trek Voyager, the episode of the planet that just does math. And, yeah. and, they, and they the doctor can do yeah, singing. Amazed by the doctor's music. It reminds me of that episode so much. And mm-hmm. I try to do not, not too much Star Trek in this because yeah. it's mostly TV-based. But yeah, I just really like the idea of like, we could be super beneficial to each other. Mm. I think we're way closer to District 9 than we are to Fifth Element. Yeah. But that's that's why I like her. She's like, man, that's just freaking cool. Like, she she looks awesome. Very cool character design. Yeah. And who the heck thought, like, her special abilities that she could do a huge range of voices and it's unreal. So what would you think if you found her in Area 51? I would, dude, I would have sign her to it. I'd be her manager. Mm. I'd be like, look, you're going to Vegas. Right. Right now. We're going to put you in a costume so nobody knows who you are. You're going to walk out with me. We're going to call you, you know, Mrs. Kyle. Boom. And nobody will know. Yeah. Kyle Carlson, <laughs> you're the new singer. Right. And boom. Yeah. I would take advantage of her singing ability. Get nice. super rich and be like, oh yeah, by the way, next I'm dying. She's dying. She's an alien. Bye. <laughs> yeah. But I make a bunch of cash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. You find an alien race and hey, we're going to be rich on our end. Like I said, we're way closer to District 9 than we are yeah. <laughs> to Fifth Element. <laughs> Realistically, if you find a peaceful or pleasant alien race, it'd probably be better to go with them and check out their planet. Like, hey, adopt me into your people. Yeah. I'll free you. Just I want to go with you and be able to live amongst your people. What is your, what are we on, four? Three. Three. Which my number three? three is the Borg. So. Oh, you're killing me. That's I my know. number two slash one. Never, is it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Two slash one. Tied for first? Yeah. All right. So I can hold off until we get to your second if you want. Now let's fire away right now. Okay. So. Because I love talking about Borg. Right. 
So we know the Borg, uh, well, I don't remember exactly how they're founded, but they go and consume other species and convert yeah. them into themselves. So from the outside, you could think they're just a collective of different species and they're not their own. But if you remember, when somebody is assimilated, they're injected with Borg nanoprobes, which converts them, changes, they die and are controlled then after with the nanoprobes. Yeah. So. And they don't have their own thoughts as much as they have a hive mind. Yeah. So they all continuously the, think together. They have a shared consciousness. Yeah, shared yeah. consciousness. Uh, they are amazing. So they're they're half robot, half human. If you were to go yeah, simple terms, cyborgs. Yeah. Uh, the idea is the Borg is taking the best of that that culture and then deleting the the worst. Yeah. Um. And, and they're every, trying to spread every culture they take over. Yeah, they add to theirs. So if they develop new, I don't know, scanners or something yeah. like that, then all the Borgs get scanner implants that year. So yeah, like, so <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's Christmas. We all get new scanners. Um. So the reason I love the Borg is you can look at them in two different lights. If you're if you're a Borg, you're like, look, we are multicultural. We're always perfecting ourselves. We're trying mm. to spread the greatness. Yeah. It's really like kind of the best version of mm. any kind of society. Yeah. Like, look, we include everybody yeah. and everybody's equals. We bring everybody in. We just force our will on them. But it's going to be the best will because we yeah. include what they do, the better parts of what they do, and the best parts of what we do. And no one's not heard because everyone is heard. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but, Except know. for there is one leader who's heard over all of them. Right? Yeah. But even she's like, even she's susceptible to the will of the many like yeah. there are times where it's like too much for her sometimes like they like, kind of use that as a, her weakness sometimes uh now if you're anybody who wants individualism mm -hmm. they are the worst right. because they only <laughs> spread and they're relentless mm -hmm. and they're constantly getting better <laughs> and they use little to no emotion in their action and reactions yeah. it's all pure logic pure logic computer it's computer logic on this thing yeah. uh now okay so we're talking movie aliens do you know what movie they came in or are you just thinking the show i know they were in a movie with picard but i don't remember which one and i got it right here you? Uh, yep because i didn't think you've seen it yet so i wanted to make sure to let you borrow it <laughs> star trek first contact okay right, now sense. the reason they're the best aliens because of this particular movie uh -huh. they're fighting humans and you know how they decide to get rid of the human threat because okay. humans seem to be the biggest thorn on their side apparently they travel back to time to try to stop us from getting warp technology. Mm. Isn't that freaking badass? It's pretty smart. I love it. So, I mean, I would imagine with all these alien species and stuff, humans wouldn't even be on the spectrum. But I guess in the future, well, Star Trek future. If you're, if you're following the Star Trek storyline, yeah. Yeah. Humans are the biggest problem for the Borg. Yeah. Matter of fact, if you go into the Voyager storyline, which, you know. Yeah. Janeway messed that we shit up. We wrecked them up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Janeway, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they travel back in time. Picard and his crew betray orders and follow them in. And so they're in the past and they're helping. Uh, God, I can't remember his name, but the guy who's like first inventing warp. Now, you know, mm -hmm. from the Federation and at the time, the Vulcans know this from the, you know, the Vulcans are the ones that are kind of the Federation at this point. Mm -hmm. You're not allowed to have first contact with a species that is the prime directive that doesn't have warp. Yeah. So us getting warp means we meet the Vulcans, means that we get all this other technology, yeah. means that we're boom, boom, boom. We scale up so make, fast. Make some big friends and then grow fast. Yeah. It's a great time to live because in 20 years you go, it's like from nothing to cell phones. Yeah. We, we go from like, oh yeah, now we go real fast in warp and then boom, we're part of a federation. We are the federation. Yeah. Uh, and so if they can stop us, then we don't get to meet the Vulcans. We're alone on a planet. They can come by and just assimilate the whole dang thing and it's no problems. All, they ha all we have are tanks. Yeah. Um, so it's it's just such a good movie, and there's a lot of different things going on at the time when Picard and the crew are on Earth trying to stop stop the uh, the actual stopping attempt. I guess the Borg then get onto Enterprise and start attacking Enterprise in its bows. Mm -hmm. Like it's so great, and it just shows like 
the the intelligence of the Borg to be relentless and stuff like that. Picard offers himself up, but eventually it's data that, well, I'm not going to, but anyways, <laughs> it's super, super great. Yeah. Uh, that's just one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I really love the Borg. So I was thinking, like, that's kind of out of their character, too, for the Borg to shift directions instead of just moving forward and assimilating, you know, uh, planet by planet. They're picking out a certain species or race that's been problematic, and they're directing attack towards them, not to go in the past and assimilate them when they have useless technology, and not to assimilate Earth in the future when they have advanced technology, but to stop them from becoming advanced. It's like they're stopping Earth from making technology that they could have because they're too much of a threat in their future time. So that's interesting that that's kind of them taking a totally different approach. On well, Earth. I think it's out of desperation because when it, it's it's been mentioned in the past in uh, the shows, Borg is also very animalistic in the sense that when something of fear comes up, mm-hmm. they act like an animal and they will fight or flee mm-hmm. very quickly because it's it's the basis instinct. It's all they have left yeah. on top of the logic. So sometimes they'll do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see that in Voyager when they have that future tech come up and there's like a futuristic Borg that comes up because of 709 and all of a sudden, and the doctor, uh, and all of a sudden they do everything they can to grab it. And it's like, a, they they fear that technology. Yeah. And so they're, they start acting irrationally to try to get that technology. That's the only time when, when fear, like, oh my God, we have to do something. They start to get a little irrational. Yeah. Time travel, kind of irrational. You can mess up your own timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good movie. You got to check it out. Yeah. Now, we can get into Area 51. You see the Borg. <laughs> you see the Borg there. Oh, gosh. I'm burning the place down. I don't yeah. trust the Borg. <laughs> they have so much good technology, but if you walk in there and you just touch something and a little you know, tubule, whatever fucking gets on your hand. And all of a sudden you're being injected with nanoprobes. It's over. I mean, I'm going to walk out of there as, you know, Borg drone Kyle and start injecting everybody else. And before you know it, the whole world's taken over. So yeah, it spreads. I think I'm going to have to agree with you. You can't trust him. Matter of fact, they're probably running this Facebook group. Yeah, true. (laughs) So, but if you burn down the building that the the drones are in, will that kill them? Will that kill nanoprobes? Does that stop them? No, nothing stops them. If they're on earth, we're done already. Yeah. They're in it. They're in us already. Mm. So maybe we just like slowly tiptoe back out and tell the Area yeah. 51 guys, you know what? You already got them locked up. Oops. Go ahead and keep go ahead and keep doing what you're doing. Hey, Borgs, you need a pet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Actually, right there. I'll join you guys. Screw it. I know this fight. where this fight's going. <laughs> that's true. Be, yeah. Be on the winning side. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Man, that's All a good right. one. That's my number two and your number three? Yeah. Okay. All right. My number three will be The Martians from Mars Attacks. Really? Yeah. Have you seen that movie yet? Uh, no. I've I've seen it on. I've seen part of it, but it's just like the animation kind of made me sad. A little cringy. Yeah. Yeah. The reason I love the aliens from Mars Attacks is a couple things. First of all, they're fr- they're the funniest. They're just oh. the funniest aliens ever. Yeah. They're from our solar system. They're from Mars, oh, so yeah. they're not like super advanced either. They have the ability to fly over here, and they're gonna wreck us. <laughs> like they just want to attack us. Yeah. Um. There is no rhyme or reason to why they want to attack us oh, so they're just, like americans they're just well they're space vikings <laughs> they just are here yeah. yeah um their weakness i love it so okay when they get here they we first try to do a peaceful thing you know oh, hey, they see a bird they freak out and shoot it they're afraid of birds yeah we don't know why they, they just start they don't have any airborne creatures on their planet maybe <laughs> they even like they see the presidential seal of the eagle they shoot that too yeah. they don't like birds and then what's funny is as they're going on, they're just vaporizing the hell out of us. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just in the funniest ways, we've mentioned this before on the podcast, the best moment is when um, there's this old lady, that the son's trying to, or this grandson's trying to save the grandma out of their retirement home. And <laughs> these aliens have been literally wiping us out 
by the troves. And these guys, these three aliens bring in a giant laser right behind the old lady in the rocking chair. <laughs> aim it down on her. <laughs> and they're like, this is going to be a good one. <laughs> and then fire the laser. And then the kid, her favorite uh, singer is a Slim Whitman, this old country singer. Yeah. That makes her heads explode. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's one thing I just love about these guys is, is they they find fun ways to kill us. It's just yeah. funny to watch them. And then yeah, their their bane of existence, their what you know, like in War of the Worlds, is the fact they didn't plan on on uh, bacteria. In yeah. signs, it was they didn't plan on us having water. These guys didn't know we were big Slim Whitman fans. Yeah. And Slim Whitman <laughs> takes them out. Yeah. We put that on the loudspeakers and we're good. Gosh. Great funny movie. Uh, they even they they have like a, um they do random experiments on us put like heads on dogs and stuff like that just to see what would happen yeah. uh they have like a human spy that goes into the white house as a sexy lady to get in and what's funny is like as it walks it walks like super creepy and then as soon as nobody's looking it's like hunched over like, 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 like i gotta act straight now again you know, it's super great um it's just a real fun movie and i love them because i i mean i think we could take them so mm-hmm. it'd be just a fun romp we would lose a lot of people but i'd be like we got some technology out of this. <laughs> it sounds like after the battle too, when most of them are, are dead, the stragglers would be able to just kind of merge in. You know, let's just go to the bar. We'll just yeah. pretend this didn't happen. Hang out a little bit. Another fun fact about them: so they they do their like writing on this like ticker tape stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But they're like yeah 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 the way they talk that yeah 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 was actually just written in like okay we'll figure out what they say later on and they just wrote yak 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 in the thing and then later on they're like let's just keep that what the heck and so that wasn't even planned to be actually the way they talk yeah and they're all based off you know the uh the monster or the garbage pail kids cards yeah there was mars attacks cards as well there were random things like abducting accounts stuff like that that movie's based off those cards really yeah so it's just based off some that's random so cards huh. um and now it's a cult classic from 96 love that movie nice so that's my mars attacks guys my number three all right what's your number two my number two is superman He's an alien. Uh, that's I, on know. My, I felt like there was a cop out. So I yeah, didn't to. I was trying to keep him off my list, but then when I was narrowing it down, I was like, uh, I don't know. I, I there's so many other aliens that I didn't want to put on the list, so yeah. I went and put him on it. Um, but yeah, I figure a lot of people probably forget that Superman is an alien, comes from yeah. another planet, stuff Krypton. like that. Yeah, Krypton. He's a Kryptonian. Yeah, and uh, yeah, being on Earth, the, the yellow sun gives him super abilities that it gives to the other Kryptonians too, and they come and fight him. Yeah, Zod. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's pretty awesome. He he could be a douchebag and come here and try to kill everybody like some aliens do, but instead he comes here and decides to protect these, you know, humans that just try to kill each other. So, All right. pretty cool. Now, this is actually one... Okay, so you walk in Area 51, you see mm-hmm. Superman there. Yeah. It's not like they have technology over us, especially not now that Krypton's gone. Yeah. They have the, the like, void zone or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, What do you do if you see Superman inside Area 51? Definitely try to free him. I mean, he's his only purpose here is to help everybody, save everybody. I almost wonder, because Superman's such a good old boy, I wonder if he's in Area 51 voluntarily. Mm. Like, look, guys, I know this is what's best for you guys to figure out how to increase the survivability of everybody. Oh, uh, is he like giving give blood samples and stuff? Yeah. I wonder if he's like sacrificing himself, his time mm. and body, to try to better all of humanity. He's running on a treadmill for the electricity for the place. Like, figure out the cure for cancer. It's in my blood <laughs> somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That one, no, but I like your treadmill idea too. He's we don't the Hoover Dam doesn't actually work. It's just him on a treadmill somewhere, <laughs> somewhere, going really fast. Yeah, uh, yeah, I could see that though. I don't, I don't think he. I think he's too good for what we think Area Fifty One is. Yeah, if there's secrets and conspiracies, I don't know, bad stuff that the general public should know about, then I don't think he would be involved. But if uh, if it's secrets that need to be kept secret, then maybe he's there. Maybe he's there trying to help us to you know, find ways to stop other aliens that are trying to attack something like that. So, yeah. 
I don't know. Yeah, it's possible. Could be there for good reasons. I think he'd be fun. Maybe he'll be the one uh, shooting down all the cows with his laser eyes. Oh, man. That'd be crazy. Watch out, cows, for a Superman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Good point. It could be Zod, too. We never. That's the thing, too, is it's Kryptonian, so it could be a Zod. It could be... Mm-hmm. It could just be... The, wouldn't it be funny if it was just like this average guy from Krypton that's like, yeah, I used to deliver pizza. I really don't feel like doing much. Yeah. The new Xbox is coming out soon. I'm yeah. pretty excited about that. Yeah, his <laughs> video games are pretty fresh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. my God. All right. That's your number two. So my number two was the Borg. So we're going to skip mine because oh, the Borg okay. are just amazing. All right. And that's... Just go on to your number one? Yeah. All right. We'll do that. Right. My number one is the Thermians. Do you What's... know who the Thermians are? No. The aliens from Galaxy Quest. Oh, yeah. I should have. I almost put them on the desk. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't look them up to figure out what their name was. I forgot. I had to look that but, up. Yeah. Do you remember Dwight from The Office? I know. He's crazy. That's, that's so crazy. Fun. He's one of them. Yeah. Okay. I just love these guys. Yeah. Like, if, okay, so we'll just go to the area for the one first. If they're in there, I'm like, dude, get out of there. You were with me. Yeah. I need a roommate. Get in this room right take, now. Take me to your ship. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah, seriously. Woo, quest. So they have the ability to change their appearance. Yeah. Right? Because they were normally squid people. That's what they actually yeah. are. Uh, they could create a working spaceship out of just a TV show. Yeah. Okay, so if they have that ability to do that, think of all the stuff they could recreate. Like, you know, I could really use a, 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 a Winterfell. Can you make a Winterfell for me? Yeah. Hmm. That'd be kind of cool. I mean, I don't know how many generations it took for them. Well, no, because it was within the, the time of, of the that show. show. Yeah, so it was only like maybe 10 years. That, yeah, that I'll took wait 10 years for a full Winterfell. Yeah. I don't have no problems. Hmm. Uh, make me a Winterfell. Okay, uh, they're normally squid people, and they're but they're very intelligent and uh, overly strong for humans, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're led by... Mathazar, which is like, like the nicest guy ever. Yeah, he's just super cool. He ends up leading him towards the end, um, and he's very noble. Mm-hmm. They actually, I like the reason I like them the best is because of their concept and the fact that they don't know what fiction or deceit is. Yeah, a whole society built yeah, around that does, doesn't know like distrust and hatred and yeah. you know malice. It wasn't until they got attacked by Ceres that they find out found out what deceit is. Yeah. But yeah, the whole premise of the movie, spoiler alert, I guess, for Galaxy Quest, yeah. um, is they don't know that this show, which is basically Next Generation, uh, is fake and yeah. that and they think it's real. And they have to, they eventually Ceres spoils it too. He's like, this is all fake. This is fiction. Mm-hmm. And they realize they base their whole culture off of not like historical logs, but a TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the the idea that this whole culture doesn't know deceit was really interesting yeah. to me. I was like, man, that can create a lot of good fan fiction. Unfortunately, their whole planet was destroyed too. So the ones that were on the ship was yeah. the last of them. But they're so good at making stuff. Yeah. They got that space. They got the oh, it's one of the best scenes. It's so early on too. They have that whole space station that the ship is in. Yeah, that they live on, so they can just keep pumping out spaceships. I love that when that thing's backing out. It's like, yeah. it's like, like yeah. you just made that. Yeah, <laughs> like could you that's not a do? fresh paint job. Yeah. It didn't even dry all the way yet. Oh man, that is a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> so if you find these aliens in there. They may be detained or they may be in a colony where they're trying to repopulate or something like that. Oh, yeah. What do you think? I would I would try to support them as much as I can. Mm-hmm. If I went in there and I saw that they were trying to do that, like they were like doing the panda thing where they're just trying to get them to breed and make more. Yeah. I would, how can I help? Do you guys, you know, whatever you need, I'm here to help. Sperm donors. <laughs> well, that's, I, I didn't want to go there, but okay. I mean, look, there was that one that was hot on the... Oh, monk. yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's on Dodgeball. Tony too. Malouche or something like that. I can't. Oh, boy. That was way off. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so <laughs> I can't remember his name. That guy is hilarious. Did you know that in the movie, they actually cut out. So he's actually high in the movie the whole time. Like yeah. these characters, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you can kind of get from the hints. Yeah. But they made it very clear in one of the scenes that they cut out. They uh, When they teleport from Earth 
to the ship. They're in this bubble. Yeah. And right before they cut it out, but he's smoking weed. He gets he like lights one up and then he hot boxes his like portal. Oh yeah. And then when he gets there and he opens up and like all the smoke's supposed to be billowing out. You can still see a little bit of the smoke billow out. Yeah. But that was the idea is like he was hot boxing the whole time inside his little thing. That's which funny. they cut it out. I was like, why? That makes him even funnier. I yeah. could see back then, know. I don't know. Yeah, we were it wasn't more. so embraced. All right, so you're on number two or one? One. Okay, fire away. So my number one is the Navi from Avatar. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Okay, okay. I, I think, so they're unique compared to a lot. That's I, true. I don't think, yeah, I don't think there was another alien race very similar to them that I could think of. Uh, in the way that they have such a connection with their planet and the animals in their planet, and they're very, like, humble and peaceful people until they meet humans who just want to go, you know, kill everything they find. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really cool. I like how they have that, that braid in their hair that connects to the trees and the animals and stuff like that yeah and like really in tune a lot like our native americans i think it was like an alien well that was that was kind of the at the time the the criticism the show got, the movie got was the fact that it was basically dancing with the wolves which is about native americans yeah that's better but <laughs> but they did one thing i really liked was the fact that they had these different um cultures located around the planet mm-hmm. while they were all similar yeah. they had joined together to fight the humans off um but you got to see like i i they are making five more sequels to this or four more sequels oh, to this movie. What? Yeah, so many. Yeah, there's oh, so many, so many. Yeah, it, it's James Cameron. Somebody needs to put him in a cage. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there was like an oceanfront society. So you can imagine like they're more tuned to like riding whales or something like that. Yeah. And there's some that are based on the flying and stuff like that. So it's kind of yeah. cool that the idea like they are all interconnected because the planet is inter- interconnected. Did they make a video game off of that? God, why is there not? There uh, should if be. If there's not, yeah. Like that would be a good, uh, I don't know, like a, not... I would think MMO, really. Yeah. Because be... then you could be a human. It'd be such a big difference, you know? Yeah. You'd have to spend a lot, invest a lot into uh, making the that world like it is. Yeah. That'd be so cool, though. One of the best things about MMO, though, is you get so immersed in, like, you could just, it happens all the time in, in MMOs where you stop and you're like, man, it's gorgeous here. Yeah. That place just tailor-made for it. Yeah. And actually, in the Grand in uh, World of Warcraft is very much like, it's got floating rocks and stuff like that. Hmm. That'd be an easy one to do. Yeah. That's a good idea. All right, run down your list one more time, and then we'll hit it uh, Twitter friends. Uh, so the Navi from Avatar, Superman, the Borg, Independence Day aliens. I think they were called the Gatherers, Harvesters, something like Harvesters, that. Yeah. Uh, and Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. All right, and mine was <clears throat> Thermians from Galaxy Quest, the Borg, the Martians from Mars Attack, Diva Plavagula. I know I said that wrong. <laughs> from the Fifth Element, Pawns from District Nine, and then we're gonna give a special shout out to Xenomorph because mm-hmm. we're gonna find out a lot of people like them. Um, and then we'll go see if anybody doesn't get else get mentioned. Oh, we didn't mention a Star Wars alien. You notice that? Yeah, I know a lot of them. I was seeing online. We're bringing up Yoda, and I'm like he's cool, but, yeah, but not interesting. Any species? Yeah, because we don't really know much about his people. I didn't. See, I don't remember seeing anything about his actual home planet or anything. And the best thing about him is his force ability, which a lot of other species have. So it's yeah. not unique to his people. My favorite. If I were to pick my favorite Star Wars alien, it would be the Mandalorians. Mm, yeah. but they were so human-like it's the yeah. same reason i didn't want to do superman i was kind of like i don't want to go too human-like yeah but they would be my favorite one just because i like their culture mm-hmm. but yeah star wars nothing uh, too creative out of your list what do you think would be most realistic to find in area 51 pawn the pawn ones prawn prawn i said yeah, yeah. i think I, I wrote down pawn yeah. uh the prawn ones i think they're most realistic because they're similar to us but they're bug-like i think i think aliens are probably more bug-like than we think yeah uh there is a whole theory we don't need to go into this one because I could open a poll to the podcast that the greys are actually time travelers from the future because we look like what greys would look like. If you were to fast forward our evolution a thousand years, we'd look like greys. What are the greys? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Greys is the term for like the short aliens with the big eyes and the big head. Uh, uh, they call them the greys. Okay. Oh, gotcha. the, the typical what you'd assume like an alien. Paul from the movie. Paul, yeah. yeah. Um, 
so if you fast forward our evolution, you know, our heads are going to get bigger. Our bodies get smaller. Maybe not mine, but other people. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we would, we, you know, it, it would make sense that we would look like these guys. Um, eyes get bigger. Like that's how we're supposed to be looking. So yeah. we would lose our hair. We're already losing our hair more than, you know, the Neanderthals and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, or homo sapiens from the past. Anyway, so yeah, that's that's a whole theory on that one. Nice. All right, so let's go ahead. We've talked to our Twitter friends. We have a great podcast community guys out there. You guys gonna need to check us out. Uh, for us, it's Geek Freaks Pod, and we're also part of the community, the Odd Pod Squad. Check them out as well. But let's run down some of our responses here. Kyle from um, oh, at Momentous Mom, Kyle, longest name ever. Uh, of Pushing Buttons podcast. Now they stopped podcasting, but I have a feeling they're gonna come back. These nice. guys are really cool. Uh, his favorite was the thing. You mm-hmm. have you seen that movie? No. I watched a little clip about it today, though, when I was researching, but... He says, my absolute favorite alien movie is John Carpenter's The Thing. I rewatch it every Halloween. Now, this is a really good movie. Uh, The idea is The Thing goes to this, like, I think it's, like, Antarctica base, Mm -hmm. and uh, it really actually does a bad job of assimilating us, but uh, it takes over a person's body, and then, like, like, Futurama's done a, a bit about this, and then it slowly consumes everybody else around it, right? Uh, the thing the, the remember the the part that I remember the most is the test to see if you're the thing. They fill a little vial up of blood, a little dish, and they stick it with like a hot pin, and then the blood freaks out. That oh, you're you're the thing, and it's just it was a really good horror film, so it's a really solid choice. Uh, next up, gaming uh, gaming on the rocks. Their Twitter handle is at gaming on the rocks with no K in rocks. The queen from Alien, so the xenomorph queen. Yeah, uh, hands down the queen from Alien. We have been talking about the 40th anniversary a ton the fast the last few months. 40 years. That's crazy. Isn't that nuts? That movie holds up like crazy too. Yeah. Watch it. They do such a good job. Sigourney Weaver's part was actually again there's so much cool production news about this was actually written for a man. Yeah. And they were like, well, you know what? Sigourney Weaver does a good job with this. Let's get her in this. And so that's why it's such a good feminist icon mm-hmm. because it She's has nothing to do with her gender. Literally. Well, yeah, it, it literally has nothing to do with her gender. Yeah. It's just her as a person is what makes her awesome. So it's really cool. Uh, Grief Burrito, at Grief Burrito, Arrival, and then their Twitter response is just Arrival. Um, <laughs> now, again, I don't think you've seen this one either, uh-huh. but this is a really cool one where these aliens come down, and the neat thing about them, spoiler alert, is they're trying to like talk to us. They keep, they're like squid-like, and they keep spewing these like black uh, symbols. Uh-huh. And this one woman, she's having flashbacks to different times of her life, and she realizes that it's the future and the past. And what they're scribbling is it's their time travelers. They can see time non-linearly. Yeah. So they know that like in a thousand years, humanity is the key to saving their race. Oh. So they need to give us the ability to survive for the next a thousand years oh. to be able to be there to save them. Yeah. It's so freaking cool. Um, I know I got the numbers on that wrong, so I'm not sure if it's a thousand years, but it's a really, really cool movie. And it's a thinker. Mm-hmm. Like you're sitting here watching it like, man, this can mean this, that can mean that. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. Uh, let's check that out. Night uh, Night Guys podcast at Night Guys Pod. Really great podcast. These two ladies that do a, a horror kind of podcast. Um, Xenomorph Alien. So again, from Aliens. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite Alien, OG Xenomorph. Least favorite, the Aliens from Cocoons. I don't know why, but those stupid glowing floating things with human eyes scared the hell out of me as a kid. Black. Now, <laughs> I totally agree because... In Cocoon, it's all about these old people that go next door and there's this big pool and there's like these floating cocoons on the bottom. But when the old people swim in there, they get like rejuvenated and they feel great. And then they like, when they're away from the pool, they're like, oh, I need more of that pool. Yeah. Come to find out that's actually like the aliens like making babies or whatever. They're the cocoons. It, but 
And this whole movie's cool because the whole time you're thinking like, what is these things? What is it? It's like a fountain of youth for them though, right? For the humans. Yeah. But for the aliens, it's actually just like their nest. Okay. And so in the end, when they're out in the ocean and they're actually taking the cocoons up into the spaceship, you see the aliens and they're just these like really poorly done floating balls of light beings oh. with creepy eyes, very creepy eyes. Yeah. And it's like, man, super anticlimactic because the whole time you're like, what are these things? You want them to almost like be dangerous, but yeah. it's really bad. If they have, they have human like eyes. Yeah. Human like eyes, creepily even. Yeah. And then like almost like a baby's face, but all glowing. Yeah. That seems, yeah, I'm sorry. That's. It's just the, really, really weird. If they're just an energy ball, then what is any human anatomy doing on their bodies? Well, like, it's not even an energy ball, but they are like made of light, but yeah. they are humanoid form. Oh. It's really poorly done. All right. Uh, Ronan Geek official podcast or at Ronan Geekery, Aliens from Signs. Mm. That's yeah. a good choice. I they're like that cool. one. Signs, Aliens, just for the initial reveal and shock value. Also, Close Encounter, the third time kind. Third kind. Yeah, sorry. Uh, great rendition of the greys. So... The Signs one, I personally really like that movie. You yeah, know, yeah. it's before I'm not Shyamalan betrayed me, and <laughs> uh, uh, and yeah, that review was amazing, right? It was like this Brazilian kid's birthday party. Remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they're looking through the window, and then he just like passes the alleyway, right? Yeah, you just see him for a glimpse. He's like, oh shit, something's going down. Yeah, it's creepy. That was a good one. And then I like in that movie too. Another good kind of reveal is when that um, well, actually, it's M Night Shyamalan has him trapped in the pantry. Yeah, and then he like sticks his hand underneath and just cut his fingers off. Oh man, yeah. that's some good stuff. The worst, the, the most suspenseful scene is when he, they're down in the basement though. He oh. reaches around, and grabs the kid from from through the yeah uh, vent or whatever. It's M Night Shyamalan, man. It's like I love him and hate him so hard. Yeah, it's it's a hit or a miss. Either it's really good or it's really bad. It's like he's not he's not creative with his directing. Yeah, but he does like the standard creative moves. But he does them perfectly. Yeah. Maybe he should be like a co-director in most of his movies or... I I, I'm fine with him being a director. Assistant and, director. But I think his writing can be a little bit off. Maybe that's... Like the idea yeah. the aliens are afraid of water when they went to a planet mostly covered in water. It was a bad choice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But but yeah, I mean, his his shots are something else. They're yeah. really, really well done. Uh, Shart Select Podcast at Shart Select Pod. Uh, Predator. All right. Uh, gotta be the gotta be the predator. The fact you don't even see him for most of the film too. He's always been my favorite. Now, Predator is great because yeah. generally they're the hunters from like Star Trek Voyager. I'm thinking of them all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're generally just around to hunt. So that's they're prize collectors. And if you want to go with the extended universe, they invented the xenomorphs to hunt. So or at least are breeding them for that. What do you think about the predators? Yeah, I mean they're they're literally made to kill. Uh, I don't know. They have advanced technology, invisibility, explosion yeah, risks. Cloaks. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they're they're a badass alien. Yeah. I don't think I think if they really did exist, we wouldn't have them in an Area Fifty One. If they were here, we either wouldn't know or we'd be dead. So <laughs> yeah, seriously, <laughs> I think we would catch one. Yeah, we'd catch one. We'd have to kill it right away. Yeah. Um, more production. Cool facts on this one. Originally, the predator was gonna be played by Jean Jean Claude Van Damme. Oh, that'd be cool. And was this weird like dinosaur looking thing that was all green. Yeah, it was so like when it went really? invisible, it was like bad green. You guys got to check out some of the original footage of like the test screening was oh, it's so funny. It looks like a Mighty Morphin Power Ranger villain. Really? But played by Jean-Claude Van Damme. Like he's in the suit. You don't even know it's him in there, but it's his name, you know. Yes. Um Fa uh Fab Figmentals podcast or Fig I yeah, okay, Figmentals. Sorry. Uh they picked ET. Uh can I play too? My vote is ET. So uh <laughs> 
I, I did not care for E.T. much. What did yeah. you think about E.T.? I've, I've actually never really watched E.T. Oh, well, you don't need to watch some me. freaking movies, I, man. I don't, I, there's so many good new movies to watch. Why do I go back and watch all these dinosaur Because the movies? new movies are based off the old ones half the time. Yeah, but I'll, I'll watch the new one and get what the old one's about. <laughs> uh, yeah. E.T. was pretty cool. I mean, uh, boy, great Atari game, right? It, it was just something else. It was... He was just cool. I don't yeah. know. He wasn't all that great. I didn't like his look. I didn't like his premise. The fact that he needed uh, Elliot for so many things. Um, there is. I, I was talking about joking right back at her on Twitter saying like, or him. Uh, I would like to see the horror version because he has the ability to like manipulate um, Elliot, this kid he finds. Yeah. And he's actually sucking life force from Elliot to stay alive. Mm. It would have been cool if he was like using Elliot to do his bidding. Mm. Like it'd be cool. Like I need you to break into the FBI or whatever. And he's like <laughs> doing it. Like that would have been neat, you know? Hmm. Um, Add another. I'll just go. I know I'm not gonna keep doing this for everything, but one last mm-hmm. production fact. Uh, originally, they went to they he uses Reese's pieces to get Elliot into the yeah. to, or to get the alien out. Originally went to Eminem, and Eminem's like, no, it's gonna be a flop. Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want to put. They didn't want to associate the name with this movie. It's okay. I love Reese's pieces. Anyway. And now Reese's pieces basically is around because of this. That's so, so crazy. Yeah, they they kept him around, so that's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, next up, Altered Universe at Altered Universe One. Mars Attacks or the Queen Alien. Mars Attacks Alien, man. That's so perfect. Now, uh, just a quick side note. I was just on the Altered Universe podcast. I think that episode's coming out next Monday. We talked about Pokemon Sword and Shield. Check that out. And then I'm coming back, I think, a month later on to talk about how great Jon Snow is. Um, Which I can do that in today. Uh, Emoki from Adamoki says, Leprechaun gets me. Okay, now. Leprechaun isn't an alien, right? I didn't think he was an I, alien. I was thinking about putting him on my list. I had to think about that for a minute. He's I, in space and one of them. I was trying to justify that with like, you know, Leprechaun in space. So let's just get this out there. Leprechaun creeps me the fuck out. Oh, yeah. Like I had some traumatizing yeah. years from watching those movies when I was little. Growing up, that was Jonathan's scare, like yeah. go-to. Yeah. yeah. So I had to, after some time, watch them all over again and confront my fears to be able to yeah. sleep at night. But now I, I could I can watch them no problem and they're they're almost funny. But actually, I think part partially because you explained to me that, that it was the guy from Willow was the yeah. actor. I think yeah. after that I was like, okay, now I can it helps see through can, see I, through the makeup. Man, I'm into production. This that's when I was a kid. I think I said that. Yeah, I'm always into that behind the scenes crap. Right. But yeah, those, those movies are just fun to watch. Oh yeah, Jennifer it, Aniston in the first ones. The like second half are hilarious. The first half are good. The first yeah. three, but oh, then yeah. you get Leprechaun in Space is all right then leprechaun in the hood and <laughs> that was so successful they made leprechaun in the hood too yeah where he's just pulling gold teeth out <laughs> i love the uh vegas one yeah that yeah, one yeah, is vegas so is good, good man i think that was number two i mean they're just yeah it is number two yeah. uh they're just like pure bad basically horror yeah. movies but they're yeah. freaking good but they're creepy too oh, like yeah. that it, first one that one is yeah. well done i had nightmares of you know grandma's trying to open the crate and like no no it's not a little girl inside don't open the crate yeah. <laughs> it's That's all funny. bad um, all right, so those are our those are our Twitter Twitter guys. We'll be doing those more whenever we do top five. We'll put it out on Twitter see if we get more sponsors. That's pretty cool. Mm. Thanks guys for checking those. Uh, make sure you follow everybody I mentioned. Those are all really good podcasts and and uh, creators um, that we talk to and have a community with. Uh, actually, speaking of Grief Breed, we mentioned them. They did do an Area Fifty One episode this week. I haven't listened to it yet because I know if we're gonna do an episode that I know. Somebody else has done. I make sure not to listen so we don't cross contaminate. Yeah, you, know? you don't want to be uh, referencing them too much. Right, but knowing them, they probably did two hours going in depth on something important. So nice. make sure you guys check out theirs if you guys are more into the Area Fifty One stuff. Uh, they're on top of the shit over there. So uh, yeah, check them out. Actually, I just got their sticker on the wall over there. Nice. Yeah. I was trying to read that. I was like, is that a new taco truck? I gotta check it out. No, that's that's the group. Read up. They're out on the, they're out in the UK. He has his own coffee shop. Mm. At some point, we gotta go by there. 
Uh, all right, guys, that is going to do do it for us this week. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I love doing these top fives. They're great. So uh, we'll see you guys all next week with some news. And we'll see you guys later. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Geek Freaks podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Geek Freaks Pod. We're also on Facebook, Instagram. You can email us. We have our Patreon and a store. All those links are in the description. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week.